Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com. And this is episode 92 of the Sophie Art Podcast, which is a little podcast that I do about the art and things. And this one is about the art. I'm going to look at the first 90 days of a drawing challenge that I've been doing called Draw Draw a Day. It's Draw Every Day for 365 Days. And today is day 90, so I thought what I would do is talk about some of the things I've learnt during the past 90 days. And that's basically what the podcast is going to be about. Straight after this one, I'm going to record next week's episode, which will be about video games, because a lot of conflict going on at the minute with those. So I'm quite looking forward to that one. But this one is going to be about the drawing challenge. You can find show notes everything at sophielawson.com and you can find the video at youtube.com slash sophielawson. But before we get into this one, <laughs> celebration, happy birthday Mark, if you're watching, I hope you are, it's my cousin's birthday in, well, Tuesday, so a couple of days after this podcast goes out, it's my birth. My it's not my birthday. It's my cousin's birthday. Mark, massive Star Wars fan. So I hope you got lots of fun Star Wars stuff. <coughs> I hope you enjoy this podcast as well. My cousin Mark actually recommended an artist called Boris Valigio, who I did a I did a click look video of on YouTube. Some of his books. He's an amazing artist. He creates like fantasy, fantasy creatures and stuff. But I'll, I'll put a link in the sh- in the description and stuff in the show notes for this for, to Boris's videos because he's amazing. So, so I really love that, and I just hope you have a nice uh, birthday, Mark. And but let's get into this one. So for we've got a little. Huh, there's a new little friend with us today. He's called Bobby. Little, little hand puppet so Dennis is resting and the rest of the the crew is here <laughs> it's so funny I've, I imagine in the future I'm going to end up with hundreds of hand puppets I think I'm going to start collecting them but we've got a new one here he was a gift from Rebecca Barrett who I'll put a link to her Instagram in the in the show notes but she's actually doing this art challenge with me she started it she she actually started it and she sent me this little hand puppet and <laughs> he he's cool he's called Bobby because he she said he looks like my sister's dog Bobby so what's really good about Bobby is he's got a little mouth so he actually talks don't you Bobby ruff <laughs> ruff 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 I'm going to try and get him to train Dennis so that hopefully we can get Dennis talking That'd be good, wouldn't it? But little Bobby's going to start this one today. In his little mouth. God, blimey, Bobby. He's a he's a big fat dog, and he's got a bit of a has a bit of a hard hit. <laughs> Let's get into this one. So this little drawing challenge. Ah, oh, one of the hand puppets fell off. Monty. This little drawing challenge. What I've done is what I've done is each month. Because it's a 365 day challenge. So we're going to be drawing f- every day for a year. 
the main goal of it really is just is to create like a drawing habit and before I started this challenge I felt like I I wasn't very creative but one of the things I'm going to talk about is during this challenge I've realized I am quite creative and I think the only reason I wasn't creative was because I wasn't creating anything <laughs> it's a bit weird that so I think once you start creating stuff you just you will you you will just start becoming creative so what I did was the first for the first 20 odd days we started it when did we start it we started it on the 7th 6th of November of October so I did the first month I did nothing but fishies so I limited myself to fishies uh, something else I'm going to talk about as well in a minute is how limiting it when you limit yourself it's kind of freeing so the first month I did fishies the next month I did worms the month after that which was December I just finished that one I did robins and now for the month of January I'm going to be I'm doing little otters <laughs> which are quite cool so I've decided to just only draw creatures for the moment at least but the reason I did that was because when I first started it I didn't know what what to draw and it became part of it became a challenge to try and work out what I was going to draw that was on the first day and then I thought to myself I'm not going to be able to do this every day I'm not I want to I want to sit down and just draw because if you're drawing every day you're you are going to have days when you're limited for time and stuff so the last thing you want is to be sitting there knowing you've got to draw something for the challenge and not knowing what to do and the time is ticking and what would, what would happen with me is I would probably end up sacrificing sleep in fact it did happen during the month of I think it was November I I did start pushing it I basically I lost some of my routines when I stayed around my sister when I stayed around my sister's house looking after Bobby it messed up my routines and so I should talk about that really because once you get your routine going it's quite easy I think to keep the habit going because what I do now is every day I've got a certain time when I just draw and if I wake up in the middle of the night if I'm like doing some lucid dreaming one of the things you can do is you can wake up stay awake for a certain amount of time and then go back to sleep so if I wake up during the night I'll normally do my little drawing then so I'll do my little drawing and then go straight back to bed and that helps with the, with the lucid dreaming but if I don't wake up I do it first thing in the morning so it's always the first thing I do when I stayed around my sisters and looked after the dog it broke my habits because I was getting home later and then I was taking Bobby out for a walk and I, need, I needed more sleep and stuff so everything started to fall apart there so what I've realised is when once you break the routine, yeah, like everything else crumbles really. So it's quite important to have, I think it's quite important when you're doing a challenge like this to have a specific time set aside for it, but have like contingencies as well because something might happen and basically it's a bit of a challenge to make, like always always have time I suppose that's one that's one of the challenges you gotta put 
put the time aside but I've gotten a little paper towel some of the things I've been thinking about over the past past week really because I decided to do this podcast so some of the things I've I've noticed as I've been doing this challenge is I'm more creative than I thought I was which that again goes back into that thing of I think I don't know sometimes I think maybe my mind was saying I wasn't creative to stop me being creative because I I I would then try to draw something and if I thought I wasn't creative I would either not be very creative because I've I've got doubt or what would happen is I would I wouldn't be I wouldn't be creative and then I wouldn't do it again because I think I'm not creative but what happens is if you because you're doing this challenge and you said you're going to show up every day for a year whether you're creative or not you've got to draw something (laughs) so even if the thought comes in your head of I'm not very creative it's tough you've still got to draw so in a weird way it silences that like that self-doubt thing which is quite cool and then what what you start realizing is because that self-doubt it doesn't matter anymore because you've got to draw something you you sort of relax a bit and I think that probably helps make you a bit more creative I don't know there are still days when I don't know what to draw though so this is why I think it helps to have a little sketchbook so one of the the rules I've got for this challenge is I have to do the drawing every day I don't want to draw like 20 at once because I want the challenge to be about showing up every day to draw like I said it's a bit of a time challenge as well it's all about being disciplined really not just the drawing it's about the discipline as well so because I've got to draw something every day what I do is on my sketchbook I will just create loads of little what I do is I write little words so some of the words I've got for these otters are disco giant little straight square business adventurous round rainbow sleepy so I just think of random words and then put those in my sketchbook and then whenever I've got a little bit of time again sometimes if I wake up during the night I'll just open my sketchbook pick one of those words and just randomly sketch something and then later on during the month I can just go to my sketchbook and pull out one of the things I've already drawn and draw it properly in my sketchbook so I'm still showing up to draw every day but I'm I'm not having to fight with coming up with ideas. It doesn't always work. There are still days when I haven't got any ideas and I have to just think about something. That's quite scary in a way. It's quite scary, but I've noticed sometimes the best ideas come out <laughs> when you don't know what you're going to draw. It's a bit weird, that. And that was something that also fell apart when I was around my sisters. When I was around my sisters, I, I kind of neglected the sketchbook and it meant that I had to show up. So I, not only was I limited for time when I was doing the drawing, I also didn't have like sketches to pull from. So it just it got quite it got quite bad during that month, and I learnt a lot from that. <laughs> yeah, I did. But a little something else I got here, which I've noticed, is I play it safe too much. I think I'm getting a lot better at that. I would say, especially the first thirty days. I was very, yeah, I was I was playing it very safe. All my characters were, because I was drawing fishies, 
all my fishies were straight on. So I wasn't having to deal with perspective. All I had to do was draw it flat on. And as I'm getting further along, I'm starting to push myself to try drawing things in perspective and stuff. Because I don't want to just be chewing up to draw. I want to try to be improving my skills as well. But it's so easy to just say, because I'm not very, one of the things I got to talk about here is perspective and how I'm struggling to, I can, I can't even see, sometimes I can't see what I want, I've got like a a picture in my head of an otter, for instance, doing something, and I can sort of see it, but I can't turn that into perspective, so when I go to draw it, it kind of looks hideous, because I I don't understand fully how to draw things in perspective, and this is why I would then, I would then probably turn the angle of it, to make it straight but what I'd like to do is sort of keep it in perspective and yeah just force go through it because I think the more I draw things in perspective the better I'm going to get so it's another one of those things I've got to force myself which comes down to something later on about awareness because you need you need this awareness so that if I'm drawing something in perspective and I'm struggling with it I need to be aware of Instead of going back to playing it safe, I need to make, maintain my awareness so that I do force myself to go into perspective. And also, when I'm doing my little sketches, because I'm still, I'm still more likely to do it straight on, so that I don't have to deal with perspective. So I need the awareness in the sketchbook when I'm having fun and sketching, because when you're in the sketchbook having fun, it doesn't matter whether you mess up. So that's the time really you should be doing more perspective because you can mess it up and it doesn't matter so it's just another one of these things I've got to be more aware of pushing myself to do things that I'm not very good at like the perspective so that's just something I've noticed and I think the more you talk about it the more likely you are to be aware of it next time so it's quite cool (laughs) what have I got here oh yeah this is quite a cool one I've noticed things that I've been studying. So, like, when I've been studying from, like, svslearn.com and stuff, they'll say I'm learning about inking. Jake Parker says about how when you're inking, he says, like, lines that are, like, lines within things, so, like, the, where thing soft edges, basically, where, where it's, like, um, what's it called? Forms. Lines that are, f- are showing forms are a lot lighter than like edges, hard edges. So what I'm noticing is, as I'm doing my little drawings, I'm noticing I am doing that. So if I'm drawing soft edges, I'm I'm starting to do lighter lines, which is really exciting. It's not just the lines; it's other things as well, like lighting which we'll talk about in a minute and other things that I've been learning I'm starting to notice that I am I'm doing them in my drawings sort of doing them without without realizing it and then I've noticed later that I'm I'm doing it which is exciting because it means it does mean that actually learning I am learning things because I've said before sometimes when you're studying you do, sometimes you feel like you're not learning anything <laughs> It's quite quite weird that, but so it's nice to see that, nice to see you, <laughs> to see you nice, 
it is nice to see that the things I'm studying, I am starting to learn them because it's, it's, that's quite motivating because it means you're going to keep studying, which is exciting. Another thing I've got written down is reference images. So one of the rules for this challenge before we started it was you're not allowed to use reference images. You're only allowed to use reference images if they're your own images. So if you've drawn something before, you can use that. So that's kind of like why the sketchbook's quite fun. But even in the sketchbook, I haven't been using reference images. And there's a part of me, again, this goes into sort of the perspective thing. All these things link together. I'm struggling with perspective. And I think one of the things I need to do in order to get better at drawing in perspective, I need to actually be looking at things in perspective. So when I'm sketching them, I need to understand the perspective instead of trying to draw the perspective in my head when I don't know what it looks like properly. Because what's happening is I'm going to start I'm going to start creating bad habits. I'm going to start I'm going to, some of my a lot of my drawings are going to end up if I'm not careful. I'm going to have the perspective wrong, and I'm going to be keep doing it wrong, which means. In the future, I'll, I'll have created a bad habit of drawing things in perspective wrong. Like perspective is just an example. There's other things as well. But perspective is like the main thing. So I'm thinking to myself, I need to actually look at... It's not just perspective, it's the shape of the animals. So like the robin, I drew a robin every day for December. And it was quite inconsistent. Because I didn't, because I hadn't studied the shape of the robin, and didn't fully understand it. Every time I drew it, I didn't really know. So it always looked a bit different. So for consistency, I think I need to study references more. So I'm thinking, I haven't done it yet, but I'm thinking I might break one of the rules of the challenge and start looking at perspective. I really want to because I, I think. Even on every single thing I've studied from, all the books, SVS Learn, Proco, everywhere that I've studied, and all the podcasts that talk about, all the art podcasts, they always say, you never stop using reference images. So I, I sort of think to myself, what is the point in not using reference images? Yeah, like, I almost think, you later on down the line, is when you would not be using reference images. When you've got the understanding of how the perspective works, then you can start drawing without reference images. That's what I think. So I feel like that that rule of not using reference images is probably... I don't think it's the best thing for me at the moment because I'm still quite early on in creating from my imagination, like drawing from my imagination. So I'm going to leave it for another couple of weeks and see how it goes but I might so I might actually do that and I think my drawings will improve a lot because I'll, I'll have a better understanding and if I'm struggling with something as I'm drawing it I'll be able to look at the reference imaging <laughs> imagings instead of like making it up but I do I can see how there is a skill or there is yeah there is a skill in not using reference images it's a balance. And I think saying you're not allowed to use references, it pushes it too far out of balance for me. I'd like it in the middle where it's like you can use reference, but try not to. That's probably where I'd like to be. 
So the next little thing I've got written down is limits are freeing. This is something that Austin Cleon talked about in his books. One of his books, I think it was Steal Like an Artist, which I did a podcast on. He said about how if you limit yourself, it's freeing, which is a paradox. But I've really noticed that because, like I said at the start, because I said to myself, I'm only drawing robins in December. I'm limiting myself to robins, but somehow it's freeing because it means I'm all I've got to think about. Like I said, all I've got to think about is one word. Think of any random word like driving and then you do a drawing called the driving robin. So what you're doing is you're limiting the variables so that you haven't got as much stuff to think about. It's almost like less variables. It's kind of like less clutter. When you declutter your cupboards or something, you can actually find things. <laughs> it's the same as this. When The less variables you've got when you're doing a drawing, the easier it is to find the drawing. It's, it's quite cool, that. I just made that up. <laughs> Funny. It's cool, though. So limits are freeing. The next thing i got is lights and shadows. Again, this goes into SPS Learn. I've noticed... I'm, and I'm, I've got to be. A, I've got. This is where I really need the awareness. But I'm, I'm noticing that I am starting to put lights and shadows on my my drawings. But again, if I don't, if I'm not aware of it, so if I go into the drawing and I don't at the start say, "Be mindful of the lights and shadows," I will just do it as one single, like tone. I won't do any lights or shadows. So it's like what I've. I feel like if you don't have the awareness. So if you're not mindful of what you want to be practicing, you're going you're just going to fall into the tendency of not doing it. Again, it's like you're you're sub subconsciously playing it safe. So you can you can play it safe consciously by saying I'm not going to do it in perspective, but subconsciously as well, it's almost like your mind if you're not saying what you you want to do, it's as if your mind subconsciously plays it safe as well. I don't know why it does that. So if I don't if I don't start the drawing saying focus on lights and shadows, my tendency would be to not do it. And then what'll happen is at the end I'll look at it and I'll say, Oh, I forgot to do lights and shadows. <laughs> it's weird. I noticed that as well with when I was sketching little Sophies. I would what I wanted to do was I wanted as I was colouring it in with my my mark my markers <laughs> my markers I wanted to like leave a white line on the edge because I'd seen an artist do it and it looked cool. So I wanted to leave a white line like where the lights were so not even colour it in at all and it just made the lights pop and I was trying to practice that but I would always forget until I started colouring. Just as I started colouring when it was too late I would then think oh, I wanted to leave a space there. It's quite weird. So you almost have to write what you want to do down before you do it because otherwise you will forget and it's like a habit as soon as you keep practicing to be mindful of lights and shadows in the end you'll do it without even thinking about it so just i think just at the start when you're trying to make practicing something a habit you you just have to keep you have to really force yourself to remember because otherwise you'll forget so even now I think, let's see if yesterday's did it, up lights and shadows. 
Mm, yeah, it did a little bit. Today's Robin it was. Today's Robin was the Heart Robin. Day 90. And I did... I was mindful of lights and shadow. I was yesterday as well. Because I left a little white space on. The day before, a little bit. Yeah, the day before I didn't. So on the 31st of December, I I forgot to do my lights and shadows. So, but then on that one, I did a little bit of perspective. So maybe I, maybe I can't, maybe I can't do perspective and lights and shadows. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to do loads of things at once, really. It's quite hard. That's basically that. And then the last thing I got is about playing in the sketchbook. So I I love this. My sketchbook has now become what I think is a proper sketchbook, where it's just full of, I'd almost say some of them are, well, <laughs> you've got like thumbnails in here, you've got little thumbnails, you've got me practising drawing a pencil in perspective until I get it right, So, and you've got lots of little random words everywhere, so these the sketchbook, instead of it being... My sketchbooks very often used to be pages of almost finished drawings, whereas now the sketchbooks full of just random little sketches. Much much better, I think. It's quite exciting. I also do little coloured thing charts as well. So what I do is I'll do my little drawing, my little sketch, and then in my head I'll have some colours. But before I put the colours into the finished drawing. I'll just play with some colours in the sketchbook, like experimenting, which is quite fun. So, and what I'm really enjoying about the sketchbook is it's fun. It's just a lot of fun. It takes away a lot of the stress. So instead of, what you can do is, because it doesn't matter whether you mess up in the sketchbook, there's no stress involved in that phase. <laughs> there's no stress involved in that phase. So then when you come to the doing the proper drawing, there's even less stress. Because all you've got to do really is just bring to life the sketch, which is a lot easier, I think. And then you, you can play with the colours and stuff. So you're still, you're still playing at this phase as well. Lots of playing going on, I think. <laughs> but the main thing is just making sure the discipline of the time... Because as soon as, when I was around my sisters and the routine of everything fell apart, it was no longer fun. There was a couple of weeks where it wasn't fun. It was a little bit stressful and I was thinking, I don't know if I can keep doing this. But it was only because I was around my sisters and once I got back into the routine, I was, it, it was alright. <laughs> That's basically it. That was day nine. what was it, day 90 today. So I, I think I might do another one of these in day 180 so every three months throughout the challenge i'm just going to do a little podcast talking about what i've learned and stuff and i have been doing little videos each month so the first week of each month is normally the first wednesday of each month i'll put a little video out going through my sketchbook for that month and i'll just talk about each of the little drawings i've done so i'll put a link to that in the description as well it's really fun this is and what's really good is when you look back through this is quite cool when you look back through your sketchbook you see stuff 
you almost get new ideas. So you'll look at something you've drawn, it will give you another idea. So it's, it's in a weird way, you're almost inspiring your future self. <laughs> your past self is inspiring your future self with new ideas. Because what you can do is you can go through here. For instance, there was a robin, which I coloured in rainbow colours and called it the rainbow robin. And then I look through here, I see that, and then I write down rainbow otter. So it's like you can almost start doing little themes. So each animal could have a rainbow version of it. It's quite cool. It is quite cool. And I will say that doing stuff like this is so much more fun than realistic drawing. They're completely different, and I would imagine they do complement each other. But I'm just having so much more fun creating stuff from my imagination. It's a lot more fun. And that's basically it, really, for this week's podcast. <laughs> Bing! Nice and quiet, Bobby. Ruff. Did you like that one? <laughs> oh, I can't wait to get more hand puppets. That's basically it for this one. So this week's inspirational quote, where you can find show notes and everything at sophielawson.com and you can find videos at youtube.com slash sophielawson. <laughs> Little Monty, he's going to go through this week's inspirational quote. So this week's inspirational quote goes to my old CBT teacher, no, therapist, CBT is Cognitive Behavioural Therapy, which, when did I go there? 2014, I think it was. 2014, before I really got into anything spiritual and like Buddhism and stuff, and what I realised was, Cognitive CBT is all about the mind, which is super, in a weird way, I almost feel like CBT is a Western version of Buddhism. It does, because all Buddhism is, is being mindful of your thoughts. And all CBT is, is being mindful of your thoughts. It's quite cool, that. But she said something which stuck with me ever since. And it kind of links in with this little drawing challenge. So one of the things about this drawing challenge is, it doesn't matter whether you do something, it doesn't matter the quality of your drawings. It's just about showing up every day. And... What my CBT therapist said was, and I love this, it's one of those quotes, it sticks in my head. She said, sometimes just showing up is enough. So I remember back in 2015, I first went to a transgender support group. I was still suffering with social anxiety and stuff. And what happened was I I was so scared, but what I, I remembered sometimes just showing up is enough so what I would do is I would all I had to do was go to the support group I didn't have to worry about talking I didn't have to worry about how it went all I had to do was go into the session so if I got to the end of the the therapy session the transgender support group and I walked home and I I felt like I had failed because I didn't talk to anyone or I had some sort of weird anxiety attack or something this thought would pop into my head so it would pop into my head before I went in and it would pop in because it would motivate me to go because I said all I've got to do is show up don't worry about anything else it just simplified 
what I had to do into a little task. And then at the end, when I was leaving, instead of getting depressed because I'd let the anxiety win or something, I would be able to say, showing up is enough. So it kind of brought me back. But this little quote, it works for everything. So like, you do your drawing, let's say you do your drawing and you're not happy with it. Like the one I did on Christmas Day, I really don't like it, but at least I showed up. It's better to, to do a rubbish drawing, I think, than nothing. So it's quite cool. And I hope you like that. It's sometimes just showing up is enough. My CBT therapist.